Welcome to the Jamodi Podcast, where we interview coaches and leaders to find out not just what they do, but how they do what they do. Becoming the best version of ourselves is Jamodi, just a matter of doing it. How does culture drive performance? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, culture to me is maybe the number one thing in your program. It's bigger than X's and O's to me. It's uh, it's how you're going to be defined. It's how your team's going to be looked at by every other coach, every other fan, anything like that. So uh, culture is something that, you know, you, you have to stick to it. And there's a lot of reasons not to because, you know, your best player comes in and he gives you the excuse of why he's late. And then, you you, you know, you go, oh, God, he's our best player. Do we really need to run everybody? He may have a good reason. He train came to the train train. You know, he didn't know the train was coming, blah, blah, blah. We've heard all those. And, mm -hmm. you know, so – and you can't let up on that. I mean, that's just something that is reality. I mean, are your best player – if you don't hold your best player accountable just like you do your 15th player or – like for us, we always manage her. It doesn't make any difference who you are. Everybody's held to the same standard. And it, as long as you do that and they realize it, that they know that you are going to hold – just say for us, Avery Anderson, just as – uh, accountable as the manager, then pretty soon they 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 have a they have, first of all they have another respect for Avery mm -hmm. Anderson, but then also Avery has a, they realize that Avery has respect for them and it doesn't have anything to do with being how good a player you are. It has to be a part of being a, a group, a family, a, a team. This is what it's a team sport. So in order if you're going to have a team, everyone's got to be held to the same standard. If you hold everybody to the same standard, then I believe. Pretty soon they won't want to let each other down. Yeah. So now your performance rises because I don't want to let Matt Samen down. He's on our team. He's a forward line, and, and Matt's worked his butt off, and he does all these things. And uh, you know we got to hold everybody to that same standard. And I just I, I think it's just so important. And I see a lot of coaches watch, and especially in today's environment and society where everyone's got an excuse for something they didn't get to do, you know, something happened. I didn't get it done. And yeah. I mean, I've never been one to hear excuses. I don't care nothing about why you didn't get it done. All I want to know is did you get it done or not? Yes or no. And if, if you're going to let all the gray area get into it, then I think you're going to underachieve. Mm -hmm. I think if you hold them to accountable and you got, did you get it done? Yes. Oh, that's great. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we took a step in the right direction. And to me, that's a life lesson because that's what we all are doing. You're a coach, and all of us coaches are all trying to get them to the same level. Now, we all coach differently. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I coach very hard in some people's eyes, I'm sure. And But our players all knew it, and they all come in there with the same thing as opposed to just say, I'll, I'll use my son as an example, but he doesn't coach as hard as I do as far as, you know, barking at him and that kind of stuff. And, but he gets the same thing out of him. So, it's, you know, we all do it a different way. But once they see how you're going to be and you've established what you're going to do, then, then I think you got a chance to be really successful. And uh, I just, I mean, culture to me is, is even bigger than X's and O's. And uh, so I, I, think, I think it absolutely drives performance and it absolutely erode your team if you don't have good culture i think he i think something unique you said is you have to stick with it so having i mean we go into every season having these great plans and this is how we're going to be 
And then the moment that we're tested, that I, and it's always tested by, will I hold my best players to the standard that I said I was going to? But sticking Absolutely. with it, yeah. What? Well, how challenging is that, especially at your level, to do that? Well, obviously, it's you know it's extremely challenging, especially to me in our society the way it is right now, because everyone's got somebody in their ear. And everyone's got a reason why Joe Blow gets to take all the shots and I don't get to take quite as many. And, and you know, there's there's all kinds of things that go on. And I, it, it's a, I think it's a fine line you walk. And unfortunately, once you let your culture down, it's hard to get it back up. Again. Mm. And if you lose respect to your players because you allowed somebody to get away with something, um, then I think it gets tough. And so holding them accountable, even at the college level, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I watched Gonzaga and Baylor, who are the two premier programs in the country right now. And I see, uh, I mean, those two teams, I see culture. Those two, and I don't know, I'm just watching as a fan, just like mm -hmm. most people are from the outside looking in. And I, I just love what I see. I don't see those guys, you know, putting their palms up when Scott Drew gets on them or Mark Few gets on them. I don't, I don't ever see that look like, what are you talking about or anything like that? I, I don't, I never see it. So that tells me that he has their respect. Yeah. And, and trust. That when he and says trust. something, yeah. yeah, that's right. They trust him. Right. So if he's getting on them or if he's telling them something, they're listening. They respect what he's saying. And you know, it, it's you played for uniquely enough for Scott Drew back in the day when they weren't at this level. No, so, we and he's the same coach then, I believe. You've yeah. said it many times. I mean, you have yeah. so much respect for him that I mean, he's the same coach then as he is now. Mm -hmm. And we we went down and scrimmaged him at SMU. We went down and scrimmaged him. I guess it's three years ago, and it's the same thing. I mean, we all you know we all we played. He's he's the nicest guy ever. And as is this whole staff and treats you with respect, no matter what. And then we all get together and we pray after the game. I mean, it's the same thing. I think it's been going on for 20 years at Baylor with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just think that he has established a culture there. I don't see kids transferring out of Baylor. I mean, there, there are, I mean, it's rampant in college basketball right yeah. now. I mean, there's over 1,500 guys in the portal. And wow. I don't know if – now, we, we end up getting Tristan Clark at SMU, but Tristan couldn't go back to Baylor. It was yes. the one deal. Yeah. And yep. so, um, I mean, that's one reason why he's not there. And, I mean, you don't see guys leave Baylor. And, yeah. you know, that that's unique, I think, in this day and time because they have they have really good players. Mm -hmm. They have really good players sitting over on their bench that aren't really getting to play that much. Right. Because their other guys are so good. And so, you know, it's just unique. I think it's cool that – you know, what, what he's done there and how they do it and to say, you know, how he's done, I, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's highly respected because he does things right. You know, he he, he emulates a, a person that he wants them to be and they, they respect who he is and he doesn't try to be who he's not. And I think it's the easiest or the best way to get the guys to respect you and to have culture is be who you are. Everybody's yeah. not the same. And... You know, so I, that's, that's a hard one right there, man. I got to yeah. tell you, that's a tough one to, to hold guys accountable at this level. is really, really tough. I, I think what's inspiring uh, to anybody is authenticity. 
And so when players or, or people, when they can tell that who you are or who you're presenting is the real deal, the real you, and they're, right. they're probably going to get on board more or easier with you. Sure, sure, absolutely. That's exactly right. And, you know, in, in college basketball, now, because a lot of them are recruiters, um, which it used to be, in my opinion, 20 years ago, slashed used car salesmen, where they just tell you whatever they think they got to tell you to get you to come. And, you know, now they have to be a little more transparent, a little more realistic. And, uh, you know, they kind of have to tell you the way it is. Because mm -hmm. if I tell you something that's not happening at our school that I told you was going to happen, they're leaving. I mean, it's, it, it's nothing to transfer now. You didn't ever hear kids transferring 25 years ago, hardly. Right, ever. right. Now, I mean, like I said, there's a, I think there's only like 4,300 total Division One athlete basketball players and uh, over 1,500, which just means over 33% of them are in the portal right now to transfer. And, mm. you know, we just shake our head every day. Out of it. We go, holy smokes. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. And, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly where we're headed with that. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily down a good road or not. I think well, it will cut back eventually yeah. because, uh, you know, 1,500 of them are in there now. You can't do it twice. You can only do it once. So The challenge, the challenge seems like it's going to be, you know, how do we create basically a new team dynamic and culture every single year? Because Absolutely. the odds are, odds are that half or three-fourths of your team could be different from dudes graduating and then dudes transferring and new guys coming in. So – those that, that uh, you know, we're talking about culture, those that have a strong idea of what they're about, what they want their programs to about to be about and can bring in guys that fit that, they may be able to still do it year after year after year, but no doubt challenging. Yeah, and to make it even more, I mean, it's just what you said. You're 100% right. It's, it's year to year now. It's, you know, because we can get the, the transfer now to come in immediately and play. I mean, the goal is to get old. I mean, Baylor had a bunch of transfers on their team. Mm -hmm. now, so did Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. uh, both of them have guys that transferred in. They were huge parts of their uh, team. And so now, it's, you know, as, I don't care if it's SMU. I don't care who it is. It, it's get old. Yeah. And as you get old, you get those ex more experienced players, um, you got a chance to win and, and get something done. If, you, if you're not old and you get those freshmen, there's a chance you're not going to be all that successful. And then they're going to leave because you're not they're going to go. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. The year of the five-year player is, is just about, I don't know, that's going to be hard. That's maybe obsolete. I hope it's not, but I, I got a feeling. Hmm. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.